there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. Today on the show, we're pitting facts against ferocious dogs. As we ask, are some dog breeds like pit bulls, inherently dangerous. Hundreds of thousands of people go to the ER for dog bites in the US every year. Hundreds of thousands. And some say that the worst offender here are pit bulls. They say that these dogs are inherently dangerous and more likely to bite and kill people. But then on the other side of this, you have pit bull lovers that reckon we've got it all wrong and pit bulls are actually loving, wonderful pets. So we're asking, are pit bulls really bad to the bone? Our senior producer, Meryl Horn, dove into the research on this. Hi. So where did you start? Step one. I mean, I think I just started Googling, like, are pit bulls bad? (laughs) That PhD counting for something, (laughs) Meryl. (laughs) Yes, uh, I use my research skills to Google. And one thing that came up right away to explain why pit bulls might be dangerous is that they have this kind of dodgy breeding history. Where do they come from? Uh, Well, if you go back far enough, the ancestors of pit bulls were these dogs that were bred to fight bulls. Oh, my gosh. Oh, hence pit bull. Yeah. And then generations down the line, these dogs were used to fight other dogs. So it's just kind of a lot of blood and violence throughout pit bull breeding history. Um, But the truth is that we bred a lot of dogs for violent purposes. Like beagles are used to hunt rabbits. And Rhodesian Ridgebacks um, were bred to hunt lions. What? The first Akitas were hunting wild boars and bears in packs. So you can make this argument like that they were bred for violence about a lot of dog breeds. Okay. Okay. But still, I'm still scared of pit bulls at this point. And all these other dogs now. Right. <laughs> the Rhodesian Ridgebacks, you don't want to <laughs> f*** with those either. <laughs> uh, 100%. No. And so then fast forward to today. And one of the big things that you read about on these anti-pit bull websites is this idea that pit bulls are more likely to bite people they'll point to like all of these studies that seem to back this up so like one of these studies is literally called mortality mauling and maiming by vicious dogs that's some alliteration and and what did what does this study do so they looked at people who were brought into their um it was like a trauma center in texas and they looked at what kind of dogs bit these people. And they found that pit bulls were the dogs that were most likely to bite people. Um, and their their takeaway is that pit bulls are inherently dangerous and that we should be regulating them like we do with wild animals like leopards. Wow. Yeah. And there are dozens of studies like this that show that pit bulls are more likely to attack people and have all these statistics, you know, backing that up. So ca- case, case anti-pit bull is, is looking strong. Yeah, Uh, but then I kept digging into these studies. Digging, nice. 
Huh? Isn't that what dogs do? Dig. <laughs> yeah, like, like a dog after a bone. I did dug and dug. <laughs> very, and very it turns out these studies are kind of a mess. Um, so they've gotten lots of criticism from other scientists. One big reason is that we just don't have any way of controlling for the like total number of dogs that are out there. Like we know lots of people own pit bulls. And so it could just be that if you've got a lot of pit bulls, you have a lot of bites from them too. Like it's just math. Right. You, we have to know what the denominator is basically. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so yeah. Okay. So in that, um, yeah, maulers, mutilators. Mortality, and, mauling and maiming. Yes. Study. If, for example, in Texas, there's, there is a, a lot of pit bulls, then you would have a lot of people at that hospital with pit bull bites. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they are more aggressive dogs. Yeah. Like one study found that the most common dog to kill someone in Canada is a sled dog. Is that because sled dogs are actually the most vicious dog? Or is it just because there's a lot of sled dogs in Canada? And we don't know how many pit bulls there are in America versus other kinds of dogs. No, we don't. We just don't have these stats. And like, there is also like no real precise definition for what a pit bull even is. Really? Yeah. Um, like there are a few different breeds that are lumped into this category of pit bull, but sometimes people get it wrong. Um, so you, you got to be careful about which studies you trust. But bottom line, as for those dog bite studies, the American Veterinary Medical Association has said, quote, Dog bite statistics are not really statistics and do not give an accurate picture of dogs that bite, unquote. Ooh, that's, that's some rough talk. <laughs> yeah. But this does then leave us back where we started. So where do we go next? Yeah, I mean, all this just made me want to find better studies that I could actually trust. And you have the same number of dogs to start with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good denominators. Yes, um, love a good denominator. And I talked to someone who did a study like that. Her name is Anna McNeil, and she was also fed up with these crappy denominators. So first, we kind of nerd-hated over that for a while. You have to go by the population. What's the probability yeah. that any, you know, the, the more... Yes, the one of our, one of our own. Just <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, after looking at all the studies, I realized what we're missing. And I thought, I guess that's one thing that I can contribute to the scientific research is doing a study with the proper methodology... And then we got to talking about her study. So she started it when she was working on a master's for animal welfare at the University of British Columbia in Canada. And she hooked up with the British Columbia SPCA, an animal shelter, to try to track what happened when people adopted pit bulls. Like how many of them became beloved family dogs and how many of them got returned for things like aggression. Okay, so what did Anna do? So the first step was to get some dogs for this study. Anna started categorizing the dogs that came into the shelter as either a pit bull or a non-pit bull for the control group. There was a Catahoula. I think there might have been a Chow mix. Catahoula. One Catahoula. That sounds like a made-up dog. No. <laughs> Catahoula leopard dog. And so Anna got about 40 pit bulls and 40 of these other dogs for the study, and she looked to see what happened. Um, and so right off the bat, they had to euthanize five dogs because they were aggressive towards the animal shelter staff. Oy. So three pit bulls and two of the other dogs got euthanized then. Okay, so three and two, sounding pretty equal. Yeah, there, there wasn't a difference statistically. And then she looked to see what happened after all those other dogs got adopted. 
Um, So within a couple months, 11 of the dogs were returned for aggression. And so Anna looked, were more of the dogs that were returned pit bulls? One of them was a pit bull and 10 of them was the non-pit bulls. Whoa. So only one was a pit bull. Only one pit bull was returned. Yeah. Pit bulls were much less likely to be returned for aggression by the owners. So far, so good. So far, so good. Then she looked to see, for all of the dogs that were kept, were there any other differences in aggression when these dogs were kind of settling in? And she didn't see any differences in aggression towards, you know, strangers, towards kids, towards the owners, between these two different groups. Um, and in fact, the the only difference in behavior between these two groups of dogs that she found had to do with something else. So they were more likely to sleep on the bed and they're more likely to cuddle, which is basically considered like touching, leaning, um, yeah, always being in touch with their owner uh, physically. So the pit bulls were more likely to cuddle with their owners and sleep on their beds. More likely to cuddle and sleep in the bed. No, stop it, you two. (laughs) You're such a hater. (laughs) It's adorable. It's an adorable finding to a study. Come on. <laughs> um, but it was only 80 dogs. That's right. That's right. That feels very small. Are there any bigger studies? Yeah, um, there are. So, like, we have a study that surveyed thousands of dog owners, and people did say that their pit bulls were more aggressive towards other dogs, but pit bulls weren't more aggressive towards people, according to the owners. Oh, which kind of makes sense. With the breeding history, right? Because part of their breeding was to fight other dogs, not people. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. There's also a survey of a couple thousand veterinarians who, you know, presumably don't have a dog in this fight. And according to them, the dogs with the highest risk of giving people severe bites were chow chows, not pit bulls. So are pit bulls off the hook? Completely? No, no. So, so far, all we've been talking about is whether or not they're more aggressive than other dogs. But there's something else that you should know about pit bulls before you cast your judgment. To find out what it is, head over to our main feed, our full episode on pit bulls. You really want to do this. So just go to Spotify and search for Science Versus. That's Science VS in your little searchy thing. And then click on our episode, Pitbulls Bad to the Bone. Because what you are hearing now, it's really just a bite-sized version of this episode. So search for Science Versus in Spotify, that's Science VS. And while you're there, you'll find a whole bunch of episodes. This show has been going for a while. So you'll find something you love. Trust me. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. Back to you next time.